So here before you is another good looking bloke who's going to write to the England cricket team to suggest that they put flashes under their eyes, it might make them play better. So I'd like to read from Ephesians chapter 1 again, reading verses 3 and 4. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 3 and 4, reading from the New King James Version. I have a new study Bible in the New King James Version, um, which hope will help me, I'm sure. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. I'm going to quote a Swiss theologian, Karl Barth. You may have heard of him, you may not. Um, he was current in the uh, 20th century and uh, was involved in German church resistance against Hitler and also wrote a very compendious volume or set of volumes on Christian theology. Uh, he's well above my level of understanding, but uh, one of the things he said towards the end of his life, he quoted chorus, Jesus loves me, this I know, because the Bible tells me so. So a simple heart in this very, very clever man. But he wrote this about Paul's epistles that may help us. Paul knows of God what most of us do not know. And his epistles enable us to know what he knows. Paul knows such a lot about the Lord and the Lord's ways. And in his epistles, he has imparted this knowledge to Christians through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Paul wrote this letter whilst he was in prison. In chapter 6, verse 20, he references himself as an ambassador in chains. We're not 100% sure whether it's uh, the Ephesian imprisonment or the Roman one. Most think that it's the Roman imprisonment around about AD 60 to 62. But he was in prison, probably hungry, deprived of his freedom, deprived of comfort that did not stop him from praising God and blessing God for all that he had given to him and gives to us as well. Whilst he was in this prison, he also wrote the letter to the Philippians, one which resounds with joy. That's one of its themes, the joy that the believer has. Paul had that joy whilst he was in prison. He also wrote the letter to the Colossians, and the theme of that is the greatness of Jesus Christ, the cosmic Christ. He's often referred to by people who comment on the letter to the Colossians. So what was his secret? Well, it wasn't a secret. Paul did not make it into a secret. He didn't allow any secrets. 
His letters and his ministry are full of descriptions of the blessings, the spiritual blessings that we have in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We have these spiritual blessings. And spiritual is taken from the Greek word pneuma and it's used of the Holy Spirit in this instance. These blessings come from the Holy Spirit of God. There is no secret. There is no password. There is no strange costume to wear. There is no esoterical teachings in Paul's letters that are beyond our comprehension. No secret to a select few, but to all who are able to read his letters. There were things that Paul had seen, revelations that Paul had had, that would seem to be esoterical, but he cannot describe them. He talks about them in Corinthians, uh, in the second letter of Corinthians, how that he was taken up into the third heaven, but he couldn't tell people about what he'd seen. So yes, there are some things that are way beyond us. It was beyond Paul. That's why he couldn't relate what he'd seen. But in the writings, in his letters, not just his letters, but Peter wrote letters, John wrote letters, James and Jude. All this revelation from the Holy Spirit of God. And of course, we go back right to the book of Genesis. Uh, from Genesis to Revelation is the revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ in Scripture. Ephesians chapter 2, I think, or 3, talks about the unsearchable riches of Christ. I mentioned about Karl Barth that he often speaks way above my level of understanding. And there are things that are unsearchable. But Paul doesn't talk about the unsearchable riches of Christ. He talks and writes about those things that people can understand, that you and I can understand. It's not beyond us. But you know, there has to be effort. Study in the scriptures to, to gain some of these riches. But he's talking here about spiritual blessings that every believer has. And as we, if we go through the epistle and other writings of Paul, we will find these spiritual blessings that we can have. The Christian has access to these spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. The word of God is our source. The Holy Spirit is our guide, along with lesser guides, such as other Christians, books, commentaries, and the like. So where do we start? Where does Paul start? He talks about the fact that we are chosen in Christ before the foundation of the world. So it's describing something determined in beyond our time that we become a Christian. 
That's something that is determined. Now that throws our minds into turmoil often, but let's just keep it simple. This is when we become a new creation in Christ. When we first trust our Lord Jesus Christ, whether we understand the doctrine of predestination or not, as a believer, you have trusted in Jesus Christ as Saviour. We have come to the cross. Have you come to the cross today to acknowledge Jesus Christ as Saviour? Have you seen your need for a Saviour, for our Lord Jesus, who went to that cross and paid the price for our sins? That is where you can begin, coming to him uh, in faith, in repentance and trust. Paul begins with our salvation. It's a spiritual thing. It's the new birth by the Spirit of God. And he talks about foundation in chapter 2. It's the foundation of the apostles, the prophets, and Jesus Christ, who is the chief cornerstone and all our spiritual blessings start before the foundation of the world because the Christian has been chosen at that time our spiritual blessings include as we read through this election predestination some long words but redemption and uh, other things that Paul shows us in this letter and elsewhere. It's a wonderful thing to be a Christian, a wonderful thing to be a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. The world searches for the riches that this world has to offer, and quite rightly, we search for that which enables us to live uh, and to do our business, to go about our daily life and Paul talks about these things as well he writes about these things as well that God has blessed us not just spiritually but physically too uh, and one of the things he talks about in Galatians the letter to the Galatians is the fruit of the spirit and we can note these there is love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness and self-control some of those are directed towards the Lord, but others are directed towards the earth and the way that we deal with other people, the way that we uh, experience our lives. They're not just given to us so that we can be more heavenly minded than of earthly use, as D.L. Moody once put it. All of these things, the blessings that we have, are given to us not so that we can lock ourselves away in a monastery. I don't want to diss monasteries too much because they did a lot of service during the Middle Ages uh, where things were preserved, uh, but in many respects it didn't work. I don't want us to retreat to the top of a mountain away from all others. That's not what God wants us to do chapter 2 verse 10 Paul writes for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works which God 
prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Paul needs us to be spiritually minded to benefit those who are around, are around us. He wants us to be full of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ so that others can hear that gospel and be blessed by us, by it. Our physical needs, we have a promise that they will be met. Our spiritual needs have been met through the Lord Jesus Christ and his cross. So Paul worshipped in prison because the Holy Spirit gave him joy. It gave him peace regardless of his circumstance. What a power in life that is that we rise above our circumstances not because of strength in us but the strength that is given us by Almighty God. What a wonderful thing it is. And Christ himself describes those who trust in the Lord, trust in him, believe in him, as having streams of living water within them. What a blessed description that is of the believer, that we have so much. So I want to encourage you, if you're not a believer, to trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and start this wonderful life with him, a life that may be costly in physical comfort, but worth so much more, both on this earth and when we face him, when we come to him face to face. Spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. That was something that Paul felt very much in his life, and it's something that we can share. It is our inheritance as believers as well. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for the richness of your word. What a blessing it is that we have the full word of God from Genesis through to Revelation and the Holy Spirit to guide us, the spirit that dwells within us. And we thank you for him. And we praise our Lord Jesus Christ for all that he has done for us, the way that he sacrificed his life on that cross and through his resurrection, we have eternal life through the Spirit. And we thank you for this. And we pray that you'd help us this week as we seek to walk amongst uh, men and women and people we know. That we may be able to display that fruit of the Spirit that is gifted to us. We ask these things and pray for your blessing as we part. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.